Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another fantastic week of the sports page here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Johnny Samp, and along for the ride today, once again, is going to be Mr. Corey Sparks. So we got a fantastic show as we look on, and it looks like we are going to have a good time here today. Uh, Corey, can you hear me? Are you on there? It looks like you got it now. Yep, I I don't hear you through my headphones, but I let me check your audio levels real quick. Why don't you talk real quick? Yep. Hello, hello. Oh no, nothing showing up. Make sure the red light the light is red. Yep. It is, and I'm not. Why am I not getting? Are you on mic three or mic four? Uh, three. I was on four. Uh, what? Try, Here, let me just check something real quick. Why are we not getting Corey Sparks in the studio? Have you talk again? Yep. Hello. Yep, we're not getting anything. Uh, four uh, we'll try four. Oh, maybe it's because, uh, and just having some technical difficulties to start out the show. Um, so we'll try it four and we'll fade that up. Let's see if that works. Now try talking. Yep. Hello. Hello. Now I'm getting you. Okay. There we go. So I'm not sure why mic three didn't work, but we'll have to go with four for today. That means no... Uh, we're going to have to run short on, uh, or I can just flip it over back and forth. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, we got a good show today, and glad we figured that out real quick. <laughs> I wasn't positive that that was going to happen, but it did. As we start with Titan men's basketball, the men's team had two games in the week prior. On Wednesday, they played Eau Claire, and they won that contest 69-60. Hunter Plowman led the way in scoring, managing to put up 20 points, and then Titans had another game on the road. Or yeah, they had a that game was at home, but then they had a game on the road versus the Eagles from Lacrosse, where they won again, winning 56-53, a close matchup, and that was the number eight versus number ten. Titans holding that ten spot, but uh, yeah, it was a low-scoring affair, 56-53. Borchardt led with 15 points. Thoughts on the Titans opening up the WIAC season? Yeah, absolutely. I think they had a very good start. Supposed to beat Eau Claire for the most part, but the big challenge is going to be against number eight Lacrosse. Nobody has held them to that little of points thus far. And these are the WIAC games that you're going to expect to see. Say goodbye to the 80-point blowouts where you beat a team by 30 or 35 points. All of these games are going to be very competitive. It was good to see Borchardt step up as well. Until the last couple of games, Mensch was the leading star- leading scorer. But now it's Borchardt, Plowman stepping in as well, and then even Steckbauer. All four of those guys, including Mensch, have double-digit scoring averages in conference. So it's a very deep team. I think that's... That's definitely for sure. Yeah, the Titans have played really well this season. They look to continue that as they, you know, they have a busy schedule this year and obviously a lot of good competition. They haven't even seen Platteville yet, who's one of the big ones. Whitewater as well, haven't seen the big one. Um, But taking a look at this week and this week coming up, and we only got one game on Saturday. That'll be my final Titan game, ladies and gentlemen. I know a sad, sad day for many people and they don't get to hear the golden pipes of Johnny Samp, but Calvin Leverance and a couple others will help out, fill in, and should have a good rest of the semester and the rest of the Titans season. I've got full faith in those guys. But uh, taking a look at the week ahead, as I mentioned, we got one game, and they will face North Central at home, a team they lost to in the NCAA tournament two years ago. So, you know, what are your thoughts of that game? 
And North Central's a really deep team. I actually knew someone named um, TJ Bradford. He's no longer on their team, but he was on the bench. He said those are some of the hardest working guys that he's ever played with before. They're four and run one right now. Lost a close matchup against California Lutheran University by one to open the season. They've won every game since. They put up 137 points a couple of weeks ago. So expect a high-scoring affair, especially if Oshkosh wants to stay in this one. They've got to play the defense they've been playing in these conference matchups where they held, you know, lacrosse to 53, where they held Eau Claire to 60. They need to be on their on their game for defense, that's for sure, because North Central scores just as much as anybody in the country. Yeah, they're both good squads. They've been good for a while. And the Titan defense seems to be shutting down teams pretty well in a pretty good effort. But uh, they're definitely going to have to put up some, some paws in the air and make sure there's not a lot of passing lanes inside. So do you think the Titans can win the WIAC? I think they can. It's really going to end up being between them, Platteville, Whitewater, and obviously lacrosse is very tough too. But lacrosse is already 0-2 in the conference. So you know, Oshkosh's win against them really put them into a hole. I think it's going to be a three-horse race with the three at the top right now, Oshkosh, Platteville, and Whitewater. If they stay healthy and they have this four-man scoring attack right now with Borchert, Mensch, Peterson's in there as well. Plowman, Steckbauer, that's actually five. I think they can definitely do it. It's just going to take every bit of effort from them. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, both sides, you know, looking at the Titans, men and women, they're both playing really good basketball. Uh, Titans women's had a little bit of stumble out of the gate, but I think they're going to turn that thing around and definitely take a run, at least for the WIC, and if not further. Because this is a very good team, and they play... They play as a team, that's for sure. Not one player scoring every game. You know, it's a multitude of players and different players every game. But nonetheless, I think the Titans will be one of the top dogs at the end of the season. Absolutely. So let's take a look at the standings for the men's in the WIAC. We see Platteville at 2-0, and Oshkosh at 2-0, and Whitewater also 2-0. and And then we head to the 1-1s, one and, and that's Stout and Eau Claire. And then finally, the 0-2s, we got Lacrosse, River Falls, and Stevens Point. So just thoughts on the early going and the opening up of the standings here. Because I know Lacrosse should be a good team, and they are a good team. Not, I mean, they're ranked number eight at 0-1. Mm-hmm. But they just have had a really tough schedule just to open things up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lacrosse had to go up against Platteville, who's ranked number four, and then the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh right here, who's ranked number 10. That's a very tough that's baptism by fire right there when you're going in conference competition. Those are the two toughest teams they'll probably play. Whitewater's up there as well. But, yeah, obviously looking at the standings, lacrosse is a big shocker, just seeing them down there at 0-2. But they've had really tough matchups. And, Johnny, we're going to learn a lot about all of these teams the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. Well, I'll be gone in the next couple of weeks, but you can learn about them. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably still follow along a little bit, but not going to probably be on the broadcast anymore. Right. It, it is a tough, gut-wrenching thing for me. And I'll try to stop mentioning it during the show. It just kind of depresses people. Got to keep the mood light and happy. That's why we bring Sparky on. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes Sparks. Again, the advanced Titan editor, chief and editor mm. and all sports now. You got it. That's right. <laughs> host or co-host, owner. I don't know what he is. All the above, man. <laughs> all right. But let's switch over to the other side and talk about the Titan women's. The Titan women's had two games last week, just like the men. And on Wednesday, they lost 70-57 to 57 to the Blue Gulls. That one hit a little different. Because, I mean, nobody expected Eau Claire to come out with that win, and they did somehow. But Leah Porath led with the scoring only 14 points. 
So not very productive on the offense. And we kind of saw that on Saturday. The offense struggled. Very much so, yeah. And I just wonder if, you know, they got to kind of open the floor plan, I think, a little bit. Little bit and I think that's happen- that's got to happen through transition basketball. Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, we kind of talked about during the broadcast, but some of those things that they do is they drive down the court and then they stop, allowing the defense to set up. I mean, just go on the drive, make it a fast-paced game. They're very... They got very good stamina. Oh, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> judging by the lacrosse game. Yeah, so I don't know why they're not playing transition basketball and just simply wearing out their opponent, uh, out-conditioning them. But, uh, you know, that's not up to me. Yeah, that's true. Thoughts on that, Sparks? Thoughts on the offense and the loss on the first one? Yeah, on the first one, they scored five in the first quarter, and that was their first road game. It was actually their first WIAC game in general, so... There's got to be some jitters there. They played nothing but conference games last year, but there was no crowd. And obviously the first couple of games where the crowd can come out, you know they're going to come out strong. Not sure if it was nerves or if the shots just weren't falling, but five points in the first quarter, it put them in a hole, and they had to claw their way back the entire game, and they were never able to. So I think a lot of that happened in the lacrosse game too, where like you said, Johnny, they get in transition situations. They can clearly get down the floor faster than the other team more times than not, but they just stop. They let everybody all 10 all 10 women on the floor get set, and then they're kind of just in a static state where they can't really capitalize on anything, especially against teams like lacrosse where we saw on Saturday. They've got all these mismatches size-wise. They can get into some serious trouble. Yeah, let's talk about that lacrosse game. We'll just give it a little intro. The second game of the week was on Saturday where the Titans took on the Eagles of lacrosse and won 55-49. Ava Douglas led in scoring in that one, 13 points for her, so good for her. As we like to see the scoring totals, you know, just change up a little bit. Everybody's got to get a little taste. Absolutely. Um, but your thoughts on that game? As we were both there, we know the height advantage was in favor of lacrosse. As the arms were well above, I mean, di- different atmosphere than in some of the Titan arms. Yeah, it was weird. I know Cat Fitzgerald, I think, is 6'2 on that team, and Gabby Ritchie as well on that lacrosse team. So two 6'2 centers. Nobody on the cross is over six foot, and I believe that's just Casey Vale on the team right now. Arneson's like 5'10", 5'11". On five, the 11. Titans. Yeah, on the Titans. So it was a weird, weird game to watch. The Titans were actually down going into the half, and they came out, and they had to really grind out a game where nobody wanted to score for a couple minutes at a time. But like you said, Ava Douglas scoring 13 to actually lead the team. I believe three people scored in double digits, Arneson and Porath. I'm not sure if Arneson made it to double digits, but Porath had 12. It was good to see them spread the ball around because against a team like lacrosse that plays really good defense and is really big, just has a lot of mismatches, you can't just rely on one person. So that was good to see. Yeah, without a doubt, that was quite the game. I got to say, to finish it off on my women's career, yeah, or not career, but, you know, here at Oshkosh, the women's career, um, it was something a little different, a little bit low scoring as it was 55-49. We didn't ex- expect that. Uh, going in, at least. But I knew it was going to be a good matchup as I talked to Kendi K.O. Osterman, and she said it was going to be a tough one in that contest. Taking a look at some of the standings, um, we see UW-Eau Claire at 2-0, Whitewater at 2-0, and Platteville at 2-0. Oshkosh leads the 1-1, along with Stout at 1-1. And then Stevens Point, Lacrosse, and River Falls all fall at 0-2. Um, so let's just, you know, thoughts on the games from last week. Uh, just overall thoughts. I would say that Eau Claire, Whitewater, and Platteville are all solid teams. A little shocked, like I said, to see that, or like you said before, to see Eau Claire take down Oshkosh early on in the season. 
But the other two, Platteville and Whitewater, we're used to seeing them up there. Oshkosh is just going to have to claw their way back up. They're going to have to win those games against Whitewater and Platteville, which there should be multiple of them in the conference. And from there, they're going to have to take care of business outside of the conference as well. But it's pretty characteristic, other than lacrosse being 0-2 in, once again, lacrosse, you're used to seeing them higher in the basketball standings, in conference standings especially. Seeing them 0-2 is a little shocking, but they've had a pair of tough matchups as well. So I think things will work their way out, but also it's been... A couple of years since we've had a season with a crowd so there's that factor as well yeah the crowd can get it in and ladies and gentlemen if you are listening in make sure you head to those titan games uh, as broadcasters we even appreciate it hearing from you guys and then hearing from you guys in the audio as well as you cheer on the titans um now my list got a little scrambled here with the rundown but i am going to ask you um how do the we seem to have lower scoring to- totals for the titans how do they fix that as much as they are a good team from behind the arc, I think they need to give that up sooner when they get cold. We saw in that lacrosse game, Johnny, they were like five for eight in the first quarter from behind the arc. I'm not sure they made another three for the rest of the game, but they kept shooting from there. There's a certain point where you need to realize that shot's not working. Let's get some high screens, get in the pick and roll, and try and make some better shots. Even if you're playing against a bigger team, set picks, get yourself a better matchup, get your power forward on a shooting guard or something because there are matchups out there. I would just say get away from that three-point shot if it's not working after a quarter. Just stop trying it for a bit. Make sure you keep yourself in the game. Otherwise, you can shoot your way out of it. Yeah, without a doubt, I thought the three ball was a little bit overused. Yeah. I mean, it's not like me shooting threes, you know, dead on. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss. But I'm sure Sparks has a going to say he's a shooter from wide sniper absolutely not sniper from the corner (laughs) yeah anywhere outside of maybe like two feet i'm i'm nothing yeah (laughs) same here well i played hockey so i got an excuse yeah there you go but yeah i mean i think titans are looking forward to a good season it's got off to a little bit of a chippy start i would say for the women's and i think but i think they will find their way back and get right back on top as i think this is probably one of the better teams on campus Oh, yeah, absolutely. Given they're only losing, they only lost one player in Carson Reith. Mm-hmm. And they're back with all their same starters from last season. So I think something to look forward to as a Titan fan as well, if you're listening in, is the Titan women's and the Titan men's just both playing phenomenal basketball and both doing a lot of work to have a great season. Yeah, absolutely. Very good winter sports. I know we had some disappointments in the fall with football not making the playoffs for the first time in a while and soccer having that first round exit, but two very solid basketball teams on campus here for this year. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt them making deep runs both sides. Oh, for sure. In the NCAA playoff, but it's not jinx it here with an announcer's (laughs) jinx because as we know that happens and just the odds of that happening, I don't want to risk it, even though I won't even be here. It'll be Sparks. Right. Don't mess me over. Yeah. No, don't, then I'll, don't. I'll be guilty by association. Yep, that's right. He <laughs> came on the show on the 6th of December. Oh, gosh. He's marking the date. No, 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 no. And it's going to ruin. We we kid. We kid. Knock on wood. Did a little light knock on the fake wood. <laughs> the carbon board or whatever it is. But let's move on to the Badgers. As we look on, the Badgers, that's where Brindley would be perfect, but the Badgers play... Uh, Arizona State University in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, if I could say that five times fast. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, that's do they win that game against Arizona State? We're talking Badgers football now. We would have had the goalie horn, but we had to switch over mics, and that kind of complicates things on the board. But we will switch over to the Badgers and now talk 
about the Badger football team as they have, again, a game against ASU and a bowl game, a rather small bowl game. Um, but we'll let Sparks talk about that. Yeah, they don't stop the run very well. I was actually looking at their team and their previous games. They've allowed a couple. They've allowed a few, actually, 100-yard rushing performances. Their most recent win, or one of their most recent wins against Arizona, who is like 1-11, I believe. They didn't allow a whole lot of rushing yards, but that team's just got a whole bunch of problems right now. I would say that it's going to be the Braylon Allen show. Wisconsin's going to stick to their identity. It's going to be in warmer weather, obviously. But nonetheless, if they're allowing over 100 yards a game rushing, well over 100 yards a game rushing, especially from the primary running back, I don't see why you wouldn't expose that. And they're not in the strongest conference either. I would definitely say the Big Ten's stronger than where Arizona State or Arizona University. Arizona State University is in, excuse me. So I would Sun say Devils. The, yeah, yeah, the Sun Devils where uh, I think James Harden went there. Well, Rob Gronkowski went there. Gronkowski went there as well. Yeah, it's a crazy school. <laughs> but I would say that the Badgers take care of business if they just – Honestly, they can just run the ball and get away with it. They can try a few passes, but it won't matter. I think they'll take care of them easily. Yeah, I think Chandler Brindley will be happy with a win, but not happy that his team didn't make it to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, oh, he... It hurt. Minnesota, man, too. They, they get their axe back. That's The spoiler. Yeah. That's all they had to play for was a spoiler. And, of course, the Golden Gophers come out of their little holes and... <laughs> <laughs> they did it. It wasn't whack-a-mole that day. It was whack-a-badger. Yeah. Oh, and my god. They gosh. certainly did. But, yeah, the Gopher is spoiling everything. And that's how we came to this point where Michigan took on Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. 42-3 to scoreboard. Oh. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Michigan's a tough team. As much as I want to sit here and be biased as a Wisconsin fan and say they're not good. Well, they are good. I, w- I would agree with that, yeah. but... I was not expecting this, though. Yeah, me neither. Iowa was 11th, I believe, going into that matchup. Wisconsin took care of business with them, too, but Wisconsin's just meant for shutting down teams in their own conference. Owned Iowa for a while. I know Iowa's had a couple of good years, you know, the last couple of years, but I did not expect Michigan to take them out like this. If anything, I expected Iowa to pull off the upset because that's all that's happened in the Big Ten this year. You've seen Penn State fall to teams like Illinois. You've seen Ohio State fall to Michigan. I expected Michigan to fall here to Iowa. It just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but Michigan looks really strong. Yeah, Michigan did look strong in that game. Um, I have some differing opinions on the 42-3. to I don't understand why they ran up the score so much. <sighs> I think they were trying to send a statement. I yeah. get that, but they weren't playing Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't think Iowa was a big team that was uh, in real conflict with Michigan. Right. And for me, who has a friend on Iowa... Oh, you don't a, a appreciate neighbor. that. Yeah. I sent him a text after the game, like, sorry, pal. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. Yeah. Like, it's been a tough year for Iowa, too. They started out really hot. They were, like, top four at one they point. They were two at one point. Yeah, they were two. And then they kind of blew a tire, and the old wagon fell off, and just nothing to repair it. Yeah, not a good look. Just stuck on the side of the road. Yeah. And just put the hazards on, and just nothing good. <laughs> no. The family standing outside the car, wondering why it hasn't been fixed yet. That's one of those teams, too. Iowa was doing good, and then Wisconsin took them out. and then Wisconsin was doing good. And then Minnesota. T- it's just like you fall to so the team below Minnesota you. does Minnesota do good at the beginning of the next season? Probably not. Well, let's see if the pattern continues. Yeah, right? Just a, a target on their back now. You heard it here now. And Minnesota starts out red hot out of the gate. The Gophers come flying. They're like flying squirrels. Yeah. Honestly. Rather than just like regular squirrels or even less a gopher who doesn't even climb trees. 
He just digs for little grubs, and then he goes back in his hole. Yep. <laughs> a rather passive animal. Have you seen a gopher? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good size. <laughs> they're, they're chunky. Or a groundhog? Groundhogs, groundhogs get pretty, too. pretty big, too. We had a groundhog once go through our garage. Oh, my gosh. That's horrifying. Oh, we have a little <laughs> bit of a woods behind us. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, he was just looking for a snack, and he found one. <laughs> and my dog got all nuts. Oh, gosh, yeah. She, we didn't let her do anything. You know, <laughs> right? We, we yelled at her. We're like, "Go back inside!" Yeah. And then she don't went harm back. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't hurt it. She's a you know bird dog, but mm-hmm. she was questioning the new invader. Yeah, <laughs> who's in? And then she went on a whole smell trail all the way back to oh, follow yeah. him, making sure there's no more, or finding out where it came from. Yep, <laughs> and then just kind of followed it back. But yeah, nonetheless, Michigan kind of blew out Iowa. Oh yeah. And I guess that was kind of a bummer for me, but not to make it about me. <laughs> I guess congrats to Michigan. I I guess. I, I don't want to say that. I was one of those that, you know, I don't. The thing about Michigan is that the fans are so obnoxious. Oh, my gosh. I know oh one. Oh, my gosh. I know one. And he just fits the, he fits the stereotype perfectly. And I hate, without passion, go blue. Oh, my gosh. It's so blunt. <laughs> They wear yellow more times yeah, than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They you're, wear yellow you're more out there times in than a, that. in a jersey that's predominantly yellow, and you're yelling, go, go blue. blue. Now, if they wore, like, you know, a blue and maybe a light blue, like mm-hmm. a Duke or something, then I could understand the go blue, you know, or like a North Carolina, go yeah. blue. But uh, not even North Carolina. Creighton, maybe, where's that? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Creighton. Maybe. But, but anyways, that it's, doesn't make it's sense, pretty, though, with pretty slim. Yeah. <laughs> and they yell, go blue. That would be like... The Badgers yelling, go red. Or, yeah. Yep. Or, or go white. Yeah. It's, go. Like, it's so blunt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it drives me nuts. It does because I, every time I see a Michigan fan, a person who, you know, you know, maybe has family in the UP, like the UP is connected to Wisconsin people. <laughs> Let's understand that. Honestly. It, just the tip touches Michigan. Might be some bandwagons now. That might be the majority of them. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. And then they're like, gonna, oh, the Big Ten champions going to the college football playoff. It's not Ohio State. Then you hear go blue everywhere you walk around. Across the lake, I go. Go yeah. blue. Uh, like, go blue doesn't make sense to me, so it drives me nuts. And <laughs> I'm not even a huge Badgers fan, but I'm sure it drives Brindley nuts as well. <laughs> That's why I almost wanted Ohio State to win because I knew that was going to happen. Honestly, yeah. Well, you're going to hear about go blue. It's just a given. It's just such a blunt statement. Yeah, not very creative. No. Like, come up with something creative. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's their mascot's name even? Ooh, I don't know. Why don't you look that up? Wolverine. The Wolverine mascot. We are off topic again, but... Why not? You know, the Wolverine is part of the weasel family? Biff. Biff? <laughs> <laughs> and I did know that, yes. <laughs> Biff. B-I-F-F. How did they come up with that? I don't know. Because it's blue? Brian, Brown, and Biff. I don't, that's the context. Biff. Biff. Biff the blue Wolverine. The <laughs> yeah, blue no. Wolverine? They couldn't just keep them, what are they, black and white? I guess. Biff. Biff. That's underwhelming. That that was a big letdown. Yeah. I have to say. But I figured, do they have a mascot? I've never seen them on the sidelines. I, I'm getting some black and white pictures here. I'm not sure they do. So it might have been way oh, back wait. in the day. They do. He looks like the Cookie Monster. He's oh, he blue. Sh- he sure does look That's like... That's kind of scary. A little bit like Cookie Monster. <laughs> so the Michigan Wolverine fans, your mascot looks like Cookie Monster. And is named Biff. 
I want some cookies. <laughs> but let's take a look at the Badger men's basketball as we transition a little bit back on track here on a chilly Monday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The oh. wind. And once again, you're listening to the sports page with Johnny Sampacori Sparks here on 90.3 WRSTFM Oshkosh. But we're going to head to Badger men's basketball. As we take a look at their past week, they beat Georgia Tech 70-66. And they also beat Marquette, which was a huge win. Oh, yeah. 89 to 76 thoughts on those games. Those were huge. Marquette came out of the door streaking. They were on the verge of being ranked, and then they just run into Wisconsin, which I didn't expect to happen. But Brad Davis has been playing really good, and his supporting cast has done well. Wisconsin yeah, he led scoring me. in that one, 27. Yeah. I'll I'm, let you continue. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, he is he's doing great. I expected Wisconsin to be okay. I don't think Wisconsin basketball will ever be bad, but I definitely thought this was going to be one of their not-too-good years, and now they're ranked. So... Honestly, good for them. Yeah, what are they, 22? 22, it looks like, yep. And Ohio State at 21. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. But then against, um, you know, that was against Georgia Tech where Davison led with 27 points, and then against Marquette, Davis led against Marquette. The Golden Eagles with 25 points, and end up the score ended up being 89-76. to 76. And That was quite the game. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. Big rivalry. You know, even though they're ones in the Big East, ones in, right, Big East? Yeah. Big Ten, too, and then, yeah, they, but they are in the same state, and one's, you know, a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. I'd say an hour and a half, maybe? Roughly, yeah, I'd say hour and a half to Milwaukee. Yep. You're closer to that area than I am. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, you hit it right in the Oh, uh, I, I yeah. know I did. I'm yeah, you got very it. good with my geography <laughs> and my travel time management as we... Uh, look ahead. The Badgers have Indiana on Wednesday, December eighth, and then finally on the eleventh, we have Ohio- they have Ohio State, and that'll be a big one. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Indiana, I don't see being too much of an issue. You can't overlook them. Any Big Ten team will yeah, really that's trouble, at home, but well, that helps. Yeah, but oof, Ohio State, that's going to be big. They beat Houston a couple weeks ago too, who was like twelfth at the time. So yeah, this that's is a, a big team. one. That's a good one. Yeah, not going to take anything away from Ohio State, but. That's a good win, but um, we'll take now a look over at the women's side as we transition and look ahead. The or actually, we'll look at the conference standings right now. So it's pretty, you know, a lot of ranked teams within. So we're heading back to men's basketball, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. So men's the conference standings right now for the Big Ten, the Purdue Boilermakers. Look Boiler. at that, Boilermakers. It's such a weird name, and then Illinois. The Fighting Illini in second, Indiana Hoosiers third, Northwestern Wildcats fourth, Ohio State Buckeyes at, I mean, they're all 1-0, and oh, so these all teams are all 1-0 and oh at, like, the fifth spot on there. The Gophers are 0-0 oh and oh in conference play, so are the Badgers and everybody else, but the only ones that are, and including the Spartans and Wolverines, and then the Turpins are 0-1, oh the Hawkeyes are 0-1. Oh I thought the Hawkeyes were going to be really good this year. It looked like it. I think uh, losing Garza is actually hurting them a lot, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. probably one of the best in the nation. Oh, yeah, one of their better players in, in school history, too, so that's definitely going to hurt them down low. But Cornhuskers at 0-1, oh Nittany Lions at 0-1 oh as well, and finish it out the Scarlet Knights, which is just like, <laughs> well... Be nice. <laughs> um, that's that's where they Typical. always are. Yeah. But let's switch over to women's basketball for the Badgers as we look on. Uh, they had two games this week. Again, just cannot find a way to get those wins. 
But there is interesting news as on December 1st, they lost to Virginia Tech 70-60. Leading in scoring was Hilliard, and she led with 16 points. And then on Sunday the 5th, Northwestern was a loss, or they lost to Northwestern 61-49. But Brooke Schrammick, the sister of Kendall Schrammick on the Titan women's basketball team. Oh, nice. Put out to put up 18. Yeah, she's a very nice lady North against Northwestern. So she led in scoring there. Her younger sister, I believe. Nice. So a little bit of Titan connections right on the Badger team. And that was something when I went down there. That was a big talking point. Because mm-hmm. Kendall, she was healthy, and they really kind of fought after that ball like sister and sister. Yep. <laughs> it was kind of like a That must have been a blast. It was a good time, to say the least. But uh, thoughts on the game this past week? I mean, how did they turn this around? I mean... I know it's a big question. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it against 13-ranked Michigan. That's for sure. I don't think so. They do have some opportunities coming up against Green Bay, and then it looks like they play Illinois State as well. Some smaller schools. You've got to win your games outside of the Big Ten before you can really beat anybody like Northwestern or like a Michigan or anybody else who's high-ranked. I don't know. The defense just does not look that good, to be honest with you. And scoring 50 or 60 points every single game is not going to do you a whole lot of favors either. I would say they need a whole rebuild, but that kind of looks like that's what they're doing right now. So they're just in a lull. I think the unit that they have together, it's a young one. They just have to gel, improve, look for small victories, and build off of them. They're, They're not looking to win every single game that they go into. They're looking to get some good tape out of it and build off of that, I think. So hit singles rather than go for the home run. Pretty much. Yeah, for the baseball analogy, yeah, I would go with that. I'd like to change up my analogies on Sparks. (laughs) As We'll take a look at the standings, but I totally agree in a second. I totally agree with you that they just need to start getting some wins outside, getting some confidence within that team and just trying to build something from there. But taking a look at the Big Ten Conference for women's basketball, um, Ohio State... Maryland, who are in Iowa, who are all ranked, are one and zero, along with the Northwestern Wildcats, at all, are all at one and zero. As we see, Ohio State at twenty, Maryland at eight, which is very good, and then Iowa at twelve, and then Michigan is zero and zero in conference play. And same with the Huskers, Golden Gophers, the Hoosiers, who are ranked tenth, uh, the Fighting Illini, and the Lady Lions. Are all 0-0, and then 0-1 are the Spartans, Boilermakers, Scarlet Knights, and the Badgers. All the way there at the bottom, man. It's tough to look at. It's not a good look. They'll, they'll be okay. It just It's going to take a couple of years. Like I said, they're young. They'll grow through the program together, and then hopefully as the program gets better, you can recruit better talent as well and just build up from there. I don't know if they want to keep recycling through coaches, so maybe you stick with the plan right now. But Yeah, Marissa Mosley, she seemed like she knew what she was doing, and obviously at that level, she coached at BU before. Yeah. So she had a little bit of a resume along with her, but it's just a growth spurt that they have to go through. Maybe a few of them, but just got to trust the process. I'll take a page out of the 76ers book when they were going through a rough patch. Just trust everybody who's there and build through them, and hopefully you can have some better years ahead. Well, the Sixers haven't done anything. Yeah, I guess you can't really you trust can't the They got the whole Ben Simmons thing going there. Yeah. With a big win, the regular season leaders at the end of the last year. All for nothing, right? All for nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just taking a look. The Badgers got to tr- just try to find a way to turn things around. I think that starts with just, you know, recruiting, getting maybe better prospects because, you know, 
if there's Wisconsin high school basketball players that, you know, talented, they, they should be the right on top of that because or else they're going to leave the state and go somewhere else. Yeah, that's their backyard. Yeah. So I don't know why. The recruiting's not as strong, I don't think, but if they change a little bit of that, I think Marissa Mosley may be a good step for that because she did coach at a big university prior to that. Yeah. And hopefully they can turn things around. But let's change it up over to the pro block as this is our, probably our favorite seg- segment of the show. Part of it. <laughs> Part of it. Sparks isn't going to like it this week again. Yeah. Oh. It's another week of trouble. And given that the Packers didn't play, yeah, it's going to be pretty quick over to his Bears. Oh, da- yeah. Da Bears. They get a whole week of rest. And, yeah. So the Packers got a week of rest, which is good because I heard, based on the Packer ticker, one of them, uh, one of the blog pages on Facebook, that Jair may be able to come back. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know about Zedarius, but they're all getting healthier. And then uh, Batiari. That'll be a big one. Yep. As, you know, Packers are really just knocked down this season. Knocked have, down, but they prevailed, to be honest with you. Oh, I think Rodgers could win with play 60 kids. All <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a good point. The secondary, though, I will they, say. They, they've been good. I will say Eric Stokes, one of my favorite rookies of this year. So he's been doing very well. Yeah, they've been very good. And think about this, Sparks. He was on the board when the Bears were up. As as many talents were that we just... Who'd you guys draft first? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some some kid out of Ohio State. Oh, yeah, State. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I totally forgot. I was blanking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were clowning me there. Oh, no, <laughs> like, I wasn't, actually. I totally just, forgot. Uh, some some kid out of Ohio State who's going to take some work. <laughs> why, why isn't he playing again? What did he... Cracked ribs. That sorry excuse for an offensive line, let a free rusher come through, and he got a helmet to the ribs, so he'll be out for a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally blanked there. I didn't yeah. mean to totally take a dig at no, you, but that was fine. pretty funny. You're like, who'd they go after again? Yeah, who would they go after? Because <laughs> now he's not playing. Yeah, no, you're good. No, I I, I don't care if I'm good. I, <laughs> I invite you on the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, just messing with these sparks on another Monday. we got to get the people going a little bit. As this cold weather... It, Tends to make people huddle inside. Mm, that's true. And nobody wants to go outside. It's no. It's so cold. The wind is horrible. The wind oh is gosh. horrible. Not looking forward to that after this. Let's just extend the show. <laughs> just keep on going. Until it's warm again. Yeah. <laughs> 24-hour talk show. Yeah. <laughs> Never stop. All right. Well, back to football. The Packers had the off week, and they're talking about hopefully getting some players back and players healthy, which is a good thing for the Packers fans. As we got the Bears coming up right at home at La 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 Lambo. And that's got to be Sparks. That's got to haunt you in your uh, sleep. That's got to be my favorite place in the league, Johnny. Just favorite stadium. You want to buy there. some tickets? Go there? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. You want to go, I'll Sparks? I don't want to pay to watch that. No, I'll, no. I'll cry for free. That's, that's <laughs> a sad Saturday. You don't know. They might come out with it. Uh, I mean, the Lions won. Oh, yeah. That Miracles was, that was can something. happen. That we'll talk something. about that in a minute. <laughs> but we'll get back. We're, we're actually going to, I'm actually going to cover the Bears. Oh, that's, that's a lesser of the. What a great week to do it. <laughs> I would say lesser of the two evils besides the Bears and the Vikings. Then I got Sparks right on the show. And you know what, Sparks? I might let you take this. So the Bears. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bears lost at, to a good team. They did. To the Cardinals. 33 22. At least they put up some points. They did. Yeah. So you can't be totally mad. Uh, the offense seemed like it was working okay, except for Dalton throwing four interceptions. He was 26 for 41. 
229 yards, two TDs, so not terrible, but the four interceptions definitely taints that. Oh, yeah. Because um, there's just not a lot coming back from that. No. Yeah, as much as I'm trying to be nice to you here. Yeah, you're being as very you nice. <laughs> um, but uh, and then Montgomery had a decent game, you know, 21 carries, 90 yards. So that's, you know, three yards a carry yeah. in that ballpark. Little Maybe a little four, less. Yeah. No, a little less. Or, no, no, you're 44. right. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he had a good day. I was watching that game. No. I missed some of my math there. No, you're good. And one touchdown. And then, no, I forget his first name, Grant Sr. Sparks doesn't even know this is really bad, ladies uh, and gentlemen. He's a kick return specialist that we sometimes use. Jakeem, it is Jakeem. Okay, okay. Jakeem Grant. Five catches, 62 yards, and one touchdown. Sparks, spark us with your thought <laughs> on that game. The Bears actually did a very good job of sticking to the run game early on, but they had two straight drives where they had picks. So, you know, drive down the field and then do the one thing that you can't do, and that's turn the ball over in the red zone. Just a very – I didn't expect much out of them, but the fact that they drove down the field gave me a little hope and then, you know, threw threw a couple of batted picks. One of them was to Cole Komet where he basically caught the ball, fell onto the ground, and then handed the ball over to Buda Baker. I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. Just the, the turnovers were very disappointing, obviously. But I will say losing by 11 to the Cardinals with the state the Bears are in right now, not the worst thing in the world. But without those turnovers, they might have actually been able to take it and surprise some people. But I don't think so. Nonetheless, I don't know. It was ugly weather, though, so they could not throw it a lot. Like, Kyler had to pretty much run around, and that's kind of why it was as close as it was. But I expected it. But I got to <laughs> admire your theory on turnovers. Oh, yeah. So, like, how you handle it, just right there. You're like, oh, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it just it just does. It just does. He handed it to Buda Baker, and, In well, other words, the, or in other news, the sun came up this morning. Like, that's how common it is now. Like, see, they just always Packer do it. See, in Nation, and my cheeseheads <laughs> out there can vouch for this, it's, like, a big deal. There's a turnover. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about cutting them. I saw something. It said, I believe Aaron Rodgers has the best touchdown interception ratio of any active quarterback oh, right now. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. It's, it's well above Brady, The greatest too. of all time. I think it's a seven point Just something. Just doesn't get the recognition because <laughs> he trims his toenail on. Oh, that was weird. It's on television. That was weird. It doesn't matter if you're weird. If you can play ball, we'll take you. <laughs> That's my theory on that. He made it his Twitter profile picture, yep, too. Yep, his big old oh. toe right in the camera. That was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Oh, no. You know how many touchdowns that toe has? Uh, Thousands. Yeah, no. <laughs> Over his career? Thousands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that single toe has uh, more touchdowns than you've seen in your lifetime. That better not be his profile picture anymore. <laughs> I think it is, probably. It, it probably will be for the rest of the season. But back to, um, we're kind of talking about the NFC North and just talking about uh, you know, like the other game, which was the biggest one, but I, I got, I'm gonna give you a lot of recognition how you handle the p- turnovers because I'm livid it's when there's just, a turnover. You're just like, oh well, I'm that out happened. of energy. I was livid four years ago, <laughs> but now you're red hot. Yeah, now I'm just like, oh, breaking clipboards inside. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Throwing the papers around. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just used to it. Well, let's talk about the most interesting game in the NFC North. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Oof. Here we go. The Lions beat the Vikings 29-27. The Lions beat the Vikings. Oh. If I had sirens, I would go just cheering for those Lions as they took down the Cowboys of the North, as we call them. (laughs) Just by the attitude, not by 
the skill level. Yeah. We can talk about that before. Yeah, inconsistent too. Both and of how those they teams. boast on every so little much. thing. So much. So if you had to rate, we'll get back to Lions Vikings game, but we're stepping aside here real quick. If you had to rate your least liked favorite or least liked teams, what would the order go besides? So it'd be Bears on top, obviously, because oh, you yeah. like, like them the most. Least liked. Because I made up my list. Yeah, I've got Patriots, Cowboys. No, I mean in the NFC North. Oh, in the NFC North. Yeah, it's going to be Vikings, Packers, and then Lions. I just feel bad for them. Okay, no. Wait. So I'm trying to say you're most liked is oh, the Bears on top. Okay, so then you're working down. your way down to the least liked. I see. Little suspense. I see. Ooh. Bears <laughs> at on top. Lions, I guess I don't mind them because they're never a threat. And then Packers and then Vikings are just annoying. I mean, I'm used to losing to the Packers, but the Vikings. See, I thought you'd have the Packers at the bottom. Th- I would give them a t- I'd say a tie. Oh, wow. To be honest, because I, I do have to always have a hatred for the Packers. But the Vikings, like you said before, they'll do one. They'll beat a team that's like two and seven and they'll come out acting like they're oh, the next yeah. Super Bowl they, contenders. They will. The Packers and, are, at least they can back it up. You know what I mean? And to mention, at the end of the Lions game, it looked like the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were so happy. Oh, my goodness. It was <laughs> a revival in Detroit. Because <laughs> the, the Pistons saved. are no good. The Detroit Tigers are no good. Yeah. And then the, the Red Wings aren't, aren't very good, good either. <laughs> like, they, don't, they don't have a lot there in Detroit. They've got, they've got Michigan football. They've got Michigan in college, and now their Lions have a win. It's... It's a good week. It was a total turnaround. But I'm going to make my list here real quick. So okay. I start with Packers on top, Lions second, because, you know, I don't mind them. Yeah. But I'd put Bears third. Nice. And I don't, I don't, you know, the Bears don't bug me anymore. They used to so back like when, them. back in the early Rogers day, uh, when they had Erlacher and stuff. And yeah. Such. Uh, but nowadays it's like, well, it's the Bears. <laughs> there they are. And they're back with their... Gaudy. Well, we don't have any better jerseys, but the uh, navy blue and orange. Yeah. Uh, throwbacks yeah. are nice, though. Like yeah, so the gaudy jerseys on both <laughs> sides. but And then the Vikings, I cannot stand them. And I will go on the record on that. <laughs> the Vikings cannot stand the Vikings. I was in Minnesota once. It was a Vikings game, and I was visiting my brother. And it was like, you know, he's at the, he was at the University of Minnesota at the mm-hmm. time. And it, we went into this, like, you know, restaurant or whatever. I was wearing my Packers jersey. Oh, my oh, no. goodness. The looks I got. I didn't think I was going to make it out there, Sparks. Oof. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's the same way in Green Bay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's true. But so to be fair, but let's get back to the Lions-Vikings game, though. 29-27, it was a Super Bowl for the Lions. It was. And, you know, Ford, the Ford family could cheer once again <laughs> as their Lions had break, broken a 15-game losing streak. <sighs> Almost a full year. I, I was going to say, they almost had another year of no wins, pretty much. Would that count as no wins? Because they did have a tie. Oh, yeah. Not still no wins, but I guess they didn't lose everything either. See, I was hoping if they lost everything, we'll get to the stats here in a second, but they would be the first 0-17 team. I know. Like, that would just be iconic for Detroit. 0-16-1 would have been hilarious, too, because the year that... um. The year before they drafted Stafford, they went 0-16, and they got him. Stafford's there for, what, a little over a decade? And then yeah, the year they lose Stafford, is... <laughs> they would do it again. Yeah, it was but close. I was but hoping. They broke it. And let's talk about a little bit of stats. 24, or t- Goff was 25 for 41, 296 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Williams, Jamal Williams, a former Packer, a good back as well, 17 carries, 71 yards. And then St. Brown, the brother of Equinemius St. Brown, and 10 catches, 86 yards, and one touchdown. So your overall thoughts on the game? 
The Vikings defense is very bad. Well, um, they were missing. They were missing Barr and Kendricks. Yeah, they were, but they still have. They've got Harrison Smith up top. They've got Patrick Peterson, although he's pretty old. He's been getting burned by a lot of one and two wide receivers. Their line horrible. I mean, even before they had the injuries, I think they were third. I forget. Well, is who is out still on the line? Daniel Hunter? No, because of the the shooting thing. I believe. I, I believe they're still missing. So they are missing some personnel. But on the year, I believe they allowed more rushing yards than every team except three, one of which being the Lions. And rushing wasn't really the issue. Jared Goff just aired it out on them. So, yeah. actually, the I, part he makes of me that nervous healthy. when he throws. It does. Yeah. I was sitting there watching him, and I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I don't even care about the Lions. But you just wanted to see him win. I, I don't want to be mean about Jared Goff, but he reminds me of the the seven and eight year olds who are learning pitching, and they have to put their left arm out if you're a right hander to aim for the where you're going to throw the ball, and then you release the ball. You have to use your pointer finger to show where you're going to throw. Now that it. may be a little harsh. That, He's a professional athlete. No, I know, but sometimes sometimes it just looks like it. It does, <laughs> but yeah, he just I don't know. It seems like a child out there trying to with <laughs> the ball. Like he runs to the sideline. It's like go. To, Go get a drink of milk or something. Yeah. <laughs> Send him back in. He probably gets a juice box after. Who brought the, the snacks? Yeah, who brought the <laughs> snacks? Oh, they brought apples? Yuck. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll Maybe try and next win. week. But, um, you know, how does this feel for Minnesota, losing this one? Mike Zimmer, consider your job gone in the next, when does the season end? Are you month? saying he's gone? Yeah. By he, the end of the month. I yeah. mean, he's, he hasn't had a great season. That's without a doubt. To have the personnel that you have on that team, I understand Delvin Cook has been in and out of the lineup, but you've had a healthy Justin Jefferson, a mostly healthy Adam Thielen. Conklin is coming at, in at, I believe he's a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, or excuse me, tight end. Kirk has had a very good year. The defense has been atrocious. I understand there's injuries, but some of the play calls I've seen with that personnel, especially against the Lions, 27 points shouldn't have gotten you a loss, but you also should have blown them out. So I honestly think Zimmer, Zimmer and Nagy, they are both on the hot seat. I would say right next to each other. But I bet you, I would bet money, Nagy sticks around. <laughs> Probably. The Bears are pretty slow. It, to, it's Ryan Pace, yeah. To write the old goodbye letter. Yeah, they are. It's about. It's usually about three or four years late. So <laughs> yep. Nagy might actually be safe. But Zimmer, I would think that... This loss against Detroit, any team that loses to Detroit, you've really got to do a, a self-check on your entire organization. I don't think personnel's the problem on the field, but off the field, Mike Zimmer, yeah. I don't I don't know about him anymore. Yeah, he was not good. Um, and let's move on to the scores from the NFL. As There's just not a lot to say there, Mike Zimmer. Um, he had a good run. Yeah, I think it's done, though, honestly. Uh, might be the pat on the back this year. Yeah. But let's take a look at some scores from around the league. As the Cowboys, they beat the Saints in an awful game. <laughs> Taysom Hill was just brutal. Glad we didn't keep him. Goodness. Uh, he was 1941, 264 yards, two touchdowns, and how many picks? I believe four. I think it was four. I think but he, it was all within the last, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, he was fine before, like, yep. the last quarter, quarter and, he and a half. he threw it right into the hands of, uh, not Lawrence, I think. Yeah, and then he, he gave lost. one to Diggs. Diggs got his weekly interception. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was, like, sad when we lost him because how good he was playing with Drew Brees, but now I'm, like... Oh. Now you see him for a full game, and you're like, oh. oh we see what <laughs> happened with him. Yeah. The Buccaneers and Falcons. Bucks won 30-17. Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22. The Chargers beat the Bengals in a kind of a weird game. Yeah. Uh, 41-22. 
And, of course, the Lions, baby. The Lions. Let's go Lions. <laughs> they beat the Vikings, rather the Queens, 29-27. The Dolphins beat the Giants, 20-9. The Eagles with Gardner Minshaw took a big win, 33-18, but that's over the JETS, 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 Jets. And you can't expect a lot about that, a lot from them. <laughs> that's true. Colts got a 31-0 win over the Texans. Washington football team wins 17-15 over the Raiders. The Rams win 37-7 over the Jaguars. And then the Steelers took down the Ravens. Big shocker there. And I know Sparks' MVP candidates now kind of going oh, out the that, window. That aged horribly. 20-19 was the score there. Then fi- uh, the Seahawks, the Seabirds, beat the Niners 30-23. And then finally, the Chiefs took down the Broncos 22-9. Thoughts on all these games? A lot of upsets in the later slates. And then I want to talk about that Chargers game briefly. They got out to, I believe it was a two or three possession lead, and then they just let the Bengals right back into it. It was it was one of the yeah, weirder games. It was a weird game. Yeah. Both of those teams have very good offenses. Sometimes their defenses let the other team creep back in. They both played like themselves, I guess. But I, I guess the Chargers are the better team right now. I wouldn't even say that. I, just, I thought I had the Bengals winning that. but yeah, then, I mean, you're always wrong on your nose. Like, yeah, who do you have oh, yeah. tonight? Who do you have tonight? I'm going to go Patriots. Oh, that's who I would go with. Yeah, no. Tredavious White's out, man. Patriots. Yep. I would go Patriots, too, over the Bills. And mm-hmm. as they play tonight, 7-20 kickoff somewhere in that ballpark. I believe so, yep. But, yeah, I see your posts on Facebook, and I'm like, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ends no, up not going too well. Yeah. No, more times it's right than wrong. I'm just giving them crap. <laughs> As that's what I do, let's take a look at the standings. There's also an interest. Actually, we'll had, had track back for a second. Interesting game on my, who I thought was, you know, really caught my attention was that Ravens Steelers. Oh yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson, but no more. I guess not. Like what's happening to him? He couldn't throw the ball at all. <laughs> well, he likes to run. Yeah, he does like to run. It's weird. And then at the end, they go for two instead of going to overtime. If you don't trust yourself in overtime against the Steelers, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Big Ben, is, he is his his time is up. Yeah, like why would you Make not? Make him play more. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Hines is an old stadium to him, yeah. an old friend. Let's take a look at the standing, standings, though. AFC, we'll start with in the East. See the Patriots at 8-4, and four, the Bills at 7-4, and four, the Dolphins at 6-7. and seven. And the Jets at three and nine. Then in the north, we see the Ravens at eight and four, Bengals at seven and five, Steelers at six, five, and one. And then the Browns are at six and six. Taking a look at the South, we have the Titans at eight and four. Not really a great eight and four team, I would say. No. Uh the Colts at seven and six. The Texans at two and ten. And then the Jaguars at two and ten as well. And then the Chiefs hold an eight and four record. The Chargers have a seven and five. Raiders six and six, and Broncos six and six. So a little bit of fun over there in the West. Now taking a look at the NFC, we see in the East the Cowboys eight and four, the Washington Football Team six and six, the Eagles at six and seven, and the Giants at four and eight. In the North, we see the Packers. <laughs> go Pack Go! At nine and three, the Vikings at five and seven. The North is a mess. Horrible. The Bears are at four and eight, and then the Lions one and ten and one, baby. Nice and proud. That's right. <laughs> Hold that banner high. <laughs> then finally, we'll head to the South in the NFC. We see the Buccaneers at nine and three, 
The Panthers at five and seven, the Falcons at five and seven, and the Saints at five and seven. So a three-way tie down there. Um, and then finally to close it out on the AFC West, Cardinals are ten and two. One of those losses being from the Green and Gold. Uh, the Rams at eight and four, the Niners at six and six, and the Seahawks four and eight. You think Pete Carroll's time's done in Seahawks Ooh. or Russ leaves? Yeah. Um, I don't think Russ leaves. I think they try and build around him, but I think the the fault is actually going to fall on Pete Carroll. I mean, they didn't have Russ for a couple of games, but four and eight, I, they've never been that bad while Russ has been there. I know that for a fact. I've been following him very close because he was a Wisconsin quarterback, right? So Pete Carroll goes. That's what I think. You think so? Yeah. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, too. Yeah, that's true. And I... You know, I wouldn't mind seeing his gum chewing go away. I'm yeah. S- it drives me nuts. Leaning over his knees. And I just don't like how the Seahawks play. Yeah. They're very chippy. Oh, yeah. They get ups- and Especially upset. when they play Green Bay. Oh, yeah. There is a chip on their shoulder, and we all know it. Every time they come here, we go there. We know it's going to be a really physical game. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's just never, I guess, what you would expect. You know, I always thought the Seahawks, I'm like, oh, the Seahawks are fine. I had a Sean Alexander jersey once. Oh, okay. Back in the day, but then I realized once the era of Pete Carroll came in after, uh, not Reed, but uh, he's former Packer, Mike Holmgren? I think so. Yeah. Former Packer coach was there, and then I was like, <laughs> the well, maybe done. it's time to let him go because yeah. they're getting pretty chippy against my old pack. Yeah. And I don't really appreciate that. I don't know. How, how do they play your Bears? They don't. I don't think we're Just a like another, to them. Not worthy yeah. of playing physical or determining the game plan ahead of time not re- i mean last significant win they had against the seahawks was 20 ooh, 2010 2011 divisional championship the last time the bears won a playoff game was against the seahawks so you're it, just it was a baby yeah time. i was i was in like fifth grade dude you're probably yeah. even younger than that i'm so happy yeah a lot, so of, you, a lot just has imagine, changed imagine sparks in in the class that monday wearing his jersey <laughs> Jumping around, the Bears won! And then a decade of failure later. <laughs> yeah, not much else happening there. But, yeah, so just looking at those standings, I mean, we see the Cardinals, obviously, the Buccaneers, the Packers, then the Cowboys. I really thought the Washington football team was going to be better this season. I thought they were going to run it back and take the division with a better record than they had last year, and they are going with Heineke the entire year. They still could. The Cowboys have kind of cooled off, and Washington strung together. I think three of the last four games have been wins. But the Eagles have done the same thing, actually. So it's turning into somewhat of a race, but I agree. I, expected I just thought Washington off the bat they were going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, they have had injuries with Young. That one hurt. Yeah, yeah that that's one hurt a big a one. They still got Montez Sweat, though, so they should be okay. But Don't you love that name? Montez Sweat, yeah. And they still got Payne, right? Yeah. Like, just tough names yeah, on that just, defensive just side. De- yeah, those are the, that those are the defensive line, names. When you line up across there going under center, you just got to get the shakes. Yeah, sweat and pain. Sweat and pain, and then just Chase Young's you stats. Know, yeah. <laughs> and knowing what he can do. You know, you, I would just be shaking like a leaf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd that, say I've got a cramp. I'd take the day off. <laughs> you take a cramp? They, w- they would just put an IV in you That's there, true. Sparks. Yeah. You can't get out of that one. It's not Pop Warner. That's true. Did you play the cramp card? No, 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 no. I always played the knee card. Oh, the knee? <laughs> I was a running back. Our team was 0-6. Mm-hmm. I had like 10 touchdowns. <laughs> but every time it was Swiss cheese right through the line. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it was just me running like Barry Sanders around the field and yeah. <laughs> managing to find, find a way to score. Local legend, if you don't know, <laughs> up in the Howard Swamp Code, D.C. Uh, Duck Creek Pop Warner football 
Hall of Fame. <laughs> You'll see my name right up there. Had no line, just right on just through. Carried the team different on your colored back. jerseys. Yep, that that's right. If I didn't show up, that team had no chance. <laughs> Absolutely none. But it was it was a decent time, and then after a while, I kind of got sick of getting hit every time. I was <laughs> you're like, this isn't for me. Yeah, I'm just like, well, my knee hurts, and but I didn't get out because my dad made me play. He's like, your knee doesn't hurt. Oh, he knew. And yeah, he knew when I was pulling a pulling a card, and, and so he would put me back. He would say, you're fine, and then. You know, whatever. And that's the end of the story. We went 0-6. Had a good time. Uh, got to meet a couple Packers at the end of it. Nice. For the meet and greet at the banquet. But, yeah, it was. A, and Duck Creek Pop Warner produced a couple legends. Al Gingles from that. Cole oh, wow. Van Lana as well. Um, just some good football players, as we kind of note. Well, let's move on and talk about the hardwood and the Bucks. Go Bucks. Yeah, I know Sparks' Bulls are ahead of us. Both doing good, though. Yeah, they're both picking up heat a little bit. Bucks start out to a slow start. But in this past week, the Bucks beat Charlotte. 127-125, uh, close one. Giannis had 40 points. And then against Toronto, 97-83 loss. Where Holiday had 26. Then against Miami, 124-102. As Connaughton had 23. But thoughts on the Bucks game this past week? I think that they're winning a lot more due to less injuries, and we're actually seeing more of Drew Holiday. I know we talked a couple of times. Yeah, we couple, did. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, they probably listened the to us. They probably did. They're yep. like, Drew, go to practice. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> but he's he's shooting very well. He had the 26 point performance, albeit they lost, but they have been doing very well. Giannis getting more help. That's been the story of this franchise. Connington with 23 the other night. They're a more spread out squad. They a lot more people are scoring in double digits. And I think they are reinforcing a lot more on the defensive end. They're not giving up 110 every single game. Even the loss to Toronto gave up under 100 points. Charlotte's always going to give you a shootout. But then holding to holding Miami, a very good Miami team, to 102, that's impressive as well. So they've got some they've got some testers coming up as well. But they've been playing yeah, very got, well. We've been in that. They got Cleveland, Miami, getting at Miami, then at Houston, and then at New York against the old Knicks, the Knickerbockers. But yeah, the Bucks are playing well. Um, I think they maybe Holiday listened to the song from uh, High School Musical, Get Your Head in the Game. <laughs> they definitely did. Yep. Definitely in the did. Locker room pregame. They listened to us, and then they listened to High School Musical. And they were just ready. Yeah. And now the Bucks look like they're back in playoff fashion. I hope they don't win the East out, right? Because that's just a waste of, you know, stamina and gas. Oh, yeah. I think I think last year was good. Yeah. Stick in the three spot, kind of chill. Just kind of hide back there. And then run the table. <laughs> That's right. Don't make too much noise and then take it the other way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, should be a fun NBA season with how competitive the Central is. Very. Yeah, even the, the Cavaliers are still hanging around. They lost Colin Sexton almost two weeks ago now, and they're still winning games. They're in the seventh spot right now. The Pacers and Pistons are kind of just doing well, what they do. Well, yeah, they're just there. But those three teams, especially the Bucks and Bulls, I think we have a rivalry at the top for the first time in a while, so should be fun. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think they've ever been a rival since maybe... Maybe like the 14-15, they were both kind of crossing over. Maybe. Bulls were on the downswing, Bucks were on the upswing, but... I don't know, even that might, yeah. It, we've never, it's never been like this, where they're no. right next to each other, though. Not neck to neck, but yeah, it should be a fun season, so the Bucks are doing well as, as well as the Bulls are. Mm-hmm. Um, give credit to both sides as much as I don't want to, but I will. 
I'm here for everybody, here for the people. And we should have a fun season to look ahead to as the NFL kind of gets settled down in the playoffs, which is always exciting. Oh, yeah. And it just should be a fun closing of the year. But, yeah, I mean, we'll have Titan broadcasts on Saturday for the men's basketball against North Central. I'll be on that along with Devin Mahalik. And that will be the final broadcast before we head on break. But with that, we will send it back over to our regular programming. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh.